You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 321. Today, we're talking about 2020's most effective strategies for growing your Facebook group. So stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content and expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. What is up? My loyal listeners, how are you doing? Thank you so much for tuning into a Biz Tip Friday edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I love to share with you what's working today that can help you grow your business, things you can put into action. These are the tangible, actionable, strategical, tactical, I said tactical, things that are gonna help you grow in 2020 and beyond. Today, we're talking Facebook groups. I've used Facebook groups in my business. I quite, quite frankly, here's the thing. Uh, you can say all you want about Facebook groups, but people just only look at a superficial surface level thing without looking deeper. Two things, very important before we jump into it and I introduce you to today's guest expert. Number one, the name of the game, if you want to sell your course, the name of the game is connection. People want to learn and invest and learn from those they have a relationship with, connection, okay? And Facebook groups are one of, let's say podcasts and Facebook groups are some of the most effective ways to create that connection, okay? Scaled connection. Number two, for those of you that are in the, your negative limiting monkey mind chatter about who am I to be doing this? I'm not an authority. Facebook groups, in my opinion, are the number one most effective ways to create authority when you don't got none. Because you are creating authority by creating a community, by bringing people together. And you don't need to, there's no prerequisite for doing that. But being a connector doesn't require skills, expertise, experience, degrees, certifications just requires some effort. And then you bring the people together and what do you know, you're the founder and creator of the 20,000 you know, strong membership community group over it, blah, 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 right? So connection and authority. Both of these are essential ingredients for building a seven figure digital business in 2020 and beyond. This is why I wanna bring you important conversations and things like this in our Friday episodes. Today is no different. In a few weeks, we're going to also be talking about how to use PR, publicity, you know, the media in order to build authority. But today we're going to dive into the connection piece with Facebook groups. And I'm bringing you my good friend and your resident Facebook group expert, Christina Gendali. So let's play that conversation and share these strategies with you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Welcome to a Biz Tip Friday edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. I have a very special treat for you today because I have a very special guest, my dear, dear friend, Christina Gendali. Christina, how are you doing? Hey, 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 fabulous. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for donating your time from your schedule as a busy mom and business owner. 
to come and chat with our listeners today about none other than Facebook groups. How to grow them, how to get the engagement, should we have them, what is one, wait, isn't that your business page? All those questions and more that we're going to dive into and address today. So before we get into that today, Christina, why don't you tell us, just for those that don't know Christina, if you could introduce yourself, tell our audience a little bit about what you do, who do you help, how do you help them? Yeah. So I am a business growth strategist helping online entrepreneurs, coaches, course creators with growing an engaged and profitable Facebook group. And quickly it came about for me because I was trying to figure out things didn't seem like they were working. I was trying to, you know, sending emails out to my email list and people, there was, there was never any interaction. Mm. And I remember feeling really frustrated thinking like, what the heck was going on? Why, why wasn't I getting this response back? And it felt very cold. And I was kept missing the mark on the numbers that I was setting out and I thought like, what is it that I was actually missing? And it was the connection with my audience. And I realized, how can I do that online? I discovered that I could do it with the Facebook group. And that first month that I started my Facebook group, I went from struggling to have my first five-figure month. Like I kept falling short, kept falling short. And that first month I started my group, I had a $30,000 cash month. And I was wow. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? And, and people started asking me, how did you do it? And that's mm-hmm. really kind of where it came about. Now, here's the interesting thing too, because in 2020, there may be people saying, oh, Facebook groups are dead. Or they might be saying, I have a Facebook group and mine is dead. But I just want to share from my personal experience. As you guys have been following my story, my journey on the podcast, my Instagram stories, I've been talking about how 2020 for me is the year that I am getting into investment real estate. I just got into escrow on my second property. Congratulations, James. Thank you very much. Christina is also an avid real estate investor. She bought her first home when she was 19 years old, which was like three, four years ago, something like that. Of course. And, And, you know, in order for me to educate myself on how the hell do you do this, I started doing my research. And I stumbled upon a gentleman who teaches this. And he was in his videos and still is pointing people to a Facebook group. And I was like, well, this is interesting because I've used Facebook groups for years now. And I remember him saying something, we have over 10,000 members in our group now. I was like, dang, that's, that's pretty impressive. Click on the link, request to join over 18,000 people in this group. And then like two weeks later, it's up to 19,000. And every day now, I'm getting all these posts, and it's really fun. I think it's always great to like be a student in other worlds and industries, and it's just so much you can gleam and take back, because this is the other reason I share this, is every day I log into Facebook, the more I'm engaged in interacting that group, the more I see posts from that group, and it's a new way of learning for me, because someone asks a question, I'm like, ooh, that's a good question. I wouldn't even have thought of that question. And the guy that owns the group, I've never seen him answer the question, but there's like 20 amazing answers in there from others that have the results and the success. And I'm learning so much. And so to me, you know, people can predict and be a fear survivor based, you know, mindset of everything's dead or this is dead or this was gone. But we have examples and I'm experience an example of a living and growing group that is building this individual's business very successfully. And I'm perceiving value. I actually really enjoy being a part of the group. And I know that the host of the group, the owner of the group enjoys it because he's not in there answering every other question, which means it's not draining all his time, which also becomes a big complaint. 
So this to me is something very exciting to me. This is something I, I really wanted to bring to our audience in terms of actual, tangible, tactical things that we could do to grow your business, get in front of more people, build an audience, build your community. And I think Facebook groups are still one of the fantastic ways to do it no matter what niche you're in. Christina, boy, that was me talking way too much. I promise that won't happen anymore. What are some of the mistakes that you find people making if they do say, I think I'm going to start a group or they kind of hesitate or waffle on, on the idea of a group? Yeah. Mistakes are a big one. And I think what you were just talking about too, James, and talking about that you went into this group, you went in, people are asking questions. The host isn't answering the questions. It's what I call it. Like we call a self-managed group. Everyone's jumping in and they're sharing information. The reason and giving answers and giving feedback. And the reason why people are doing that is because the group's very specific. It's for a very specific type of person. So everyone that's coming in has a common interest. And so often, like one of the biggest mistakes people make is they want to speak to everybody. They want this, this group that's made for everybody. And so people, you know, when you go to a party, if you go to a party, the first thing that you do is you start talking to people, even us introverts. <laughs> you have one to person. talk to people. We, we, the introverts stay in one spot. The entire, one corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a corner. Yes. But you go in and you speak to someone and you're kind of looking to find common ground with people. And when you don't have any, when it's difficult to have a conversation with someone, there's nothing to talk about, kind of move on to the next person. You congregate around people that you have things to talk about. So one of the biggest mistakes is that not having it specific enough to know who it is for. So you need to be very specific with it. The second mistake that I see people making all the time is they're trying to be perfect. They want everyone to think mm. that they got it all together and that there's nothing that, you know, there's no ruffled feathers. There's no problems. Everything's working for them. They've just got the golden touch and everything is working for them. And that's not what people want, right? People well, want to know that you're human. People want to know that you have their, you've had the same experience as them. Not only that, I think one of the things that almost becomes a catch-22 for people, and I was here for a long time, I see it in a lot of other people, we say, hey, I want to I wanna sell an online course or a membership, that would be amazing, but first I have to be perceived as an expert in authority, and you know, I know this thing that I know very well, but I don't have a lot of experience helping a lot of other people, so I don't think I'm really the expert yet, I'm not the authority, I'm not the best, who am I to be doing this? And that's one of the advantages I see with a group is it's less about being, as you say, like the perfect person, where it's more about building authority and credibility by bringing people together. The guy I follow, his name is Richard. Ferdig, I think is his last name. And he talks about short-term rental properties and, and he's got a group on it. And you know, I thought he was awesome beforehand, right? I thought, oh, this guy's great. Then when I noticed that he had a group with over 18,000 people, I was like, he's definitely legit. And he's not the person, like we said, answering all the questions. Everyone in there has or wants to have an investment property. And they're sitting there saying, hey, this just happened with my tenant. What do I do here? And they're like, oh, I had the same thing happen. This is what I did. And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't need his one perspective. Someone has answered the question or solved the problem that this other person is experiencing. I'm getting value from it. And I'm like, I'm enjoying this. I'm loving it. So I think not only is that a mistake people are making, but Facebook group becomes the like the backdoor approach to creating credibility and authority. I'm the founder of, the creator of the 20,000 person strong group. But... So many people that do have groups, especially when they're new and they're starting, find that they have little to no engagement, especially like with all 
Facebook's always changing something, right? So can you speak to that? I've had a lot of people that come to me in our groups are like, what do I do? I have like no engagement. I feel like it's me and a bunch of crickets. Yes. Engagement. Engagement is a big thing. And everyone's like, it feels like I'm talking to myself. No one's responding. You and I have even had this conversation before because I know that you've used Facebook groups as well. And right. And in your launches and then in in your plan. And so one of the things that like when it comes to engagement, and these are a couple of quick things is needs to be about them and not about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And one of the, you know, one simple way of being able to ask a question that makes it about them is just asking a simple question. Sometimes engagement, there's a struggle with engagement because you think that you constantly have to pump out content. You're constantly needed to feed information into this group. You constantly need to do that. But when you're pumping out all that content, you're leaving people more overwhelmed than ever. You're leaving them with a bunch of how to's. Think about for a moment, how many times have you saved a post on Facebook that you're like, Oh, this is great. I'm going to come back to this Mm, later. (laughs) And you never do. You have probably like, so true. (laughs) You you save it, but you never come back. Oh my God. Never. And you think this person is great. They have all this information, but then what happens is they stockpile this information. They never go back to it later. And if by chance they do, it may or may not work. And if it doesn't work, they're thinking that, you know, that you don't know what you're talking about because you've given them a band-aid solution to fix something, but it's in a small cup versus the full picture. Yeah. You know, here's something that came up for me in, in hearing you share is that I look at, well, what would prevent someone from posting their own question, right? You know, if you had a group with 200 people, it's one thing to say, when I post, I don't get a lot of engagement. But if you have that group with 200 people and no one else is posting or asking a question, we got to fix that too. And I'm going to say, I have noticed that there are groups where the environment is hostile in the sense that people become afraid to post. 100%. Because they're afraid that they're going to ask too dumb of a question. They're going to get judged or ridiculed. And that may be something to consider for all of our group owners out there. Have you created a safe space where people can share freely? Or is there something, someone always in there that's saying, that's a stupid question, you know? And if that's the case, maybe whoever's doing that, they got to go. They might be more of the problem than the solution. Any thoughts on that? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, the rules that you have, the, I say before even starting a group, or even if you already have a group is like, what is the tone? Like, what's the feeling that you want to leave your people, your members having, how do you want them to feel? What's the environment that you want to have for them? And what does that space look like? And having a zero tolerance for complaining, a zero tolerance for negativity. And it's really about leading by example as well too. Right. So hundred percent, it's like, you need to create the safe environment. You need to tell people also what to do. You need to demonstrate to what that looks like. And one thing when it comes to safety as well is are you leading by example are you being vulnerable enough to share things that um, right and opening up and and connecting with people's emotions when have you felt the same way when have you felt left out when did something not work for you when have you had these experiences in your own life that they can relate to because everyone every human being has gone through these emotions of feeling left out of something not working of being fearful of something and are you giving them the experience to be able to do that and making it a safe environment by leading by example and demonstrating that that you can be vulnerable and they can too. And are you inviting them to share? Just like you're talking about, are they, you know, if they're 
they're not posting, like, are you inviting them to share? Are you asking them what you want them to do? Are you incentivizing them, mm-hmm. maybe even to kick off in the beginning, run a, a giveaway or a contest or something for them to share takeaways that they've had in something you're doing? Are you inviting them to share? And are you asking them simple enough questions that make it easy for them to answer? So for example, like an example of this might be, you know, I might ask in a group, if I could just make blank dollars, then I would blank. It's one line. It takes you two seconds to write it. It makes it really easy for people to answer. And when they engage with it, not only are they engaging with it, but now you've got a whole bunch of messaging, languaging of your ideal clients. If you started looking at your group as that added benefit, because it's also easy and hopefully we can get into this a little bit to say, oh, my group's so much work. I feel like people will take anything and complain about it and say it's too much work. We heard this all the time with launches. Launches are too much work. So great. So we sat there and said, how do we make it easier? How do we make it simpler? How do we make it more fun? And I think we have the opportunity with groups as well, right? But to look at it as well as this is your Petri dish of copywriting experimentation. This is like your gold material. Great copy almost feels like you're cheating because you can literally copy and paste the exact words, perspectives, sentiments, feelings, expressions that your audience is already speaking to. And you use that in your headline and, and, and in your Facebook lives and, and you're literally your audience is going to say, get out of my head. <laughs> you know, how did, you, exactly. how did you get in my head? I mean, I love that. I think that's so, so valuable. Can you get into some like, Really quick, like tips or tactics. Like I saw with this group I joined, he asked the questions. There was a pin post. He he was doing things like welcoming new members and banner images, and you know at the at the top of the group. Um, do you have any like really cool things that for those that already have a group, and it's easy to start one, guys. You just press create group, and you're off to the races, right? Some quick tips and tactics for us that we can uh, implement in our groups today. Yeah, I think, you know, one of a couple of things there's, you know, having the banner image and having, having a call to action on your banner image as well for getting onto your email list. So like one of the mm-hmm. things I want to think, uh, you know, it's really important to think about is utilizing it as an asset that feeds your email list and your email list feeds your Facebook group as well. So being able to have on your banner to get people onto your email list, being able to have it on the group description for people to get on your email list, having promotional posts every so often to have people on your email list is important. But one of the things to keep in mind is what is it that you're offering them for them to get onto your email list? And how are you building and evoking desire for them to get there? So a great way of being able to do this is to create themes in your group. So if you think about your area of expertise, like what's one topic, what's what's one area that you could focus on for a week? So let's just say we're talking about engagement. Let's say I was going to do a week's worth of content talking about engagement in a Facebook group. Yeah. So it's like your umbrella's Facebook groups. One pillar or one topic is engagement. Another one could be increasing your group. Another one could be generating sales. Okay. So you're doing one on engagement. Go ahead. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So on Monday, I might just ask a question. How do you feel about engagement in your Facebook group right now? Hmm. And asking someone how they feel about something is it's fabulous for getting that messaging and that content like we're talking about that you can steal that copy and paste that and use that in, in your languaging. 
And so by putting that in on Monday, like, how do you feel about your Facebook group? Now you're finding out where people are at with it. Are they excited about it? You're also helping this, depending on you know where you're leading people, you get to self-select is there's going to be a group of people that are like, whoa, I really need help with this. There's going to be a group of people like, well, you know, I'm so, so, and there's going to be a group of people that are like, oh, they've got that piece taken care of. So it's giving you the opportunity to be able to gauge the, your members in the group and see where they're at based on their responses. And you're making it easy for them to share. You're giving, inviting them to open up to you. Now, you also said you use your email list to feed the group. Can you give an example of that? How are you using your emails to get, what, engagement back up in the group? Yeah. So sending them to having a weekly training inside of your Facebook group is a phenomenal way of inviting people to come into your group, giving them a reason to join. Facebook Live? Facebook Live. Yeah. Oh, love it. So doing that once a week. So if you're going to do that, we're keeping on this line with the theme Thursday could be, say, the day that you do Facebook live training inside of your Facebook group. And all of your content is warming people up towards the live stream that you're going to be doing. Then you can send people from your email list to join your group to watch the training. You can send people on your auto signature on all of your emails to join your group. You can have teasers. Your business page is ultimately the storefront. And what I consider your uh, your Facebook group is like, come on inside. Come in my digital living room. Oh, come inside the store. Yeah. And hang out. Sit yeah, down, sit down out. and chat with us for a little bit. Exactly. Okay. So you're inv- you're constantly you're constantly inviting people. And so let's say Monday you say, "How do you feel about your Facebook group?" Maybe Tuesday you talk about you know the biggest mistake that you did or a faux pas that you did that you know the number one thing that killed engagement in my Facebook group. I could talk about a mistake that I made that killed engagement in my Facebook group. Invite people to share if they've experienced that or if they've done that mistake because you're calling yourself out on it. Yeah. Right. And then. Go ahead. No, no, no. And then finish, finish, finish. Go, go, go. <laughs> And then Wednesday, you might do that, you know, that question, if I could just, if I could just get my members to blank, I would be uh, able to blank. And then the, the Thursday you could do, you know, your live stream training where you're sharing, you're interacting with them more on video. And then Friday could just be, you know, like a call fun Friday or something that's more game based or not necessarily business related, but more just to, you know, have fun and engage with people or invite people to share something about themselves. And, and there you go. There's a whole week planned on just sort of one topic. And it's now it's leading people to one thing. So they're not going to be confused where so many people go around is they, they have all sorts of different content. It's like mismatched together and people mm. are confused. And they don't know where to go. Yeah. And then how many topics or pillars would you recommend? So I think, it, I mean, it really depends on your area of expertise, but what, one of the questions I'll give you, this is a great insight on finding out your sort of pillars as well. I think most people usually have about four and then you're kind of going through on repeat and different variations of it. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions I'd love to ask for new members coming in and your pre-joined questions, you can ask people three questions before they join your group. One of the questions that I ask is what's the number one question that you have as it relates to blank yeah your topic and now you have all these questions of people coming in and so we'll go through because we use pop-up great group strategy we'll go through and categorize them and find out okay what are the categories based on the responses that we're getting and those then become the pillars for the content love it do you ask for email at all in in those questions we do yes does that go well for you 
it works fabulous yeah. because people are coming. What happens is when you, when you actually have an engaged group and you have new members coming in, Facebook automatically starts showing your group to other people, right? Yeah. You think about how often you go on, you're online on Facebook and you have like suggested group for you and it'll mm-hmm. show up like a little, you know, based because you have friends that are there or similar interest to other people. And so that's going to start to happen. So when you ha- capture people in your Facebook group, if you and ask them if they have whatever free resource or if you have a launch sequence that you're inviting people into, you can invite them in to that then have you signed up for xyz yet if not you can either enter their ask them to enter their email address and then you can get a third-party service that zaps it over to your email responder or you can manually keep it track of it it. yeah so good and then do you decline certain people like do you personally either do that or recommend depending on the group obviously not like a paid members group but recommend say oh nope you're not a right fit hundred percent. Really? Yes. Like, oh, that's yes. awesome. I love hearing that because I know a few other people that do that. They'll, they'll Uber qualify. And you know, I, th- I think it is, and I'm sure you're the same. It's so much quality over quantity and to even create an experience where it's like, Whoa, this group owner isn't accepting anyone that just requests. You start to feel like a little bit more privileged, right? you know, it's going to make engagement. It's going to create that safe place. And yes, you feel way more privileged when not everyone can get in. And, and, you know, there comes the, yeah, like you're talking about quantity versus quality. And I'd rather have a hundred people that are amazing, right fit people inside of my group than a thousand or 10,000 people that are so hum. You know what guys, and this is the future and the future is here. It is absolutely game of quality over quantity. If you're just in a numbers race, to what degree are you just sacrificing quality. You know, if you're like, I want to have the biggest group out there at what cost, you know, at what cost. So how would you look for people that wouldn't be a right fit? Do you have any thoughts or advice on that? Yeah. So uh, first thing is if people don't answer their questions, they don't get in. If they're not going to take the time oh, to answer totally. Them. <laughs> yes. And you say that though, do you say like these questions are required or something like that? We do. We do. Uh, and good. and the, my team, they'll go and have a look at someone's profile. And if they look like they would be a good fit, they might send them a private message just to click note and give them one more chance. Like, hey, we noticed you didn't, but we, you know, yeah, we'll give you a second. Exactly. Yeah. One more try, one more chance. Yeah. <laughs> what about somebody who, who filled out the answers, but doesn't have a profile picture? Gone. No, no profile picture. No, really? no, bono. Wow. yes. That's... And if they have a new Facebook profile, newer Facebook profile, oftentimes it's spam. So you've got to yep. keep those people out as well. What if, what if they have a profile picture? They have a, you know, um, they've got their name. It's not like some weird logo or business. It's a name, but they're like a member of like 270 groups. Do you look at that? You know, I, I don't, this is a great question because <laughs> I have difference of opinions on this yeah. because back in the day, back in the day, it's like the it was in, a in internet years, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in internet life, uh, you could just get added to Facebook groups. So I remember I was constantly having to That's take myself out of groups because right. people kept adding me to groups. And then I was just fed up. I'm like, Oh, this is enough. And then every time I have to go back in. So if someone's been around the block long enough and they may be part of a number of groups because they've been added to it and they haven't necessarily excluded themselves. So I always like, you know, my team will go and take a look at a profile of someone and take a look, like what are they putting on their personal page? Kind of what's the vibe of the person. You get a pretty good idea when you're checking out someone's page and what they've got posted on there. It doesn't take long to figure out. So I think that 
if someone's just a whole bunch of groups for the sake of being in a whole bunch of groups, they're just being added, 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 then you don't want to accept them. And you probably yeah. get an idea of that just by taking a quick look at their profile. Yeah, no, this is really good. And I'm, I'm love that we're both encouraging people to not accept everybody, you know, be a little choosy, be a little picky <laughs> everywhere, you know, who you work with, your clients, your customers, and in your Facebook groups. So this is awesome. How about you have a really cool specific strategy for somebody that would like to get a few more members in? What's something they could begin to do now if they want to start increasing the membership of their group? Yeah. So there's a few things just to give you quick things to do right now. And I think this is something that is often overlooked. I got to say, is just reach out to people that are already in your circle and actually invite them. Mm. A personal invitation goes such a long way. And it was, you know, I remember when I first started my very first Facebook group, I I set set a goal for myself for having a hundred members coming in. And I thought I'm going to set out to create a hundred members to come in and I'm going to focus a hundred percent on creating these hundred members in the next 24 hours. So I set out, I was like, okay, I'm just going to reach out to people that I know are the right fit. And I made those invitations to people for them to come in and giving them a reason for them to join. So hundred percent, sometimes it's, it's often overlooked, just that personal touch. But beyond that is thinking about where do you already have a presence? Where are, are you already in front of people? And just simply post an invitation, send it on your email, send it on your social media platforms and invite people, but give them a reason to join. Gone are the days, just like email lists. No one's going to sign up for your email list because you say, join my newsletter. No one wants your newsletter. They, you, you, need, there's, you need to yeah. bribe them. You need to give them something in exchange. And same when you're inviting people to come to your Facebook group. Give them a reason to join your Facebook group so that they, they, they have something to look forward to. What are you going to give them inside of your Facebook group? What are they going to gain from that? What's the value that they're going to get from that so that, you have, that you're giving them that opportunity, the reason for them to come in? And it's easy for them to click to join. Like It takes very long. It's so good. So, so good. So thank you so much for sharing. I want to start to wrap it up. So before we do, and I'll probably have you share one last final tip, but you have a Facebook group. Why don't you tell us about your group? We can link that up in the show notes and anywhere else we can send our listeners if they want to learn more about you and uh, what it is that you do to teach about more about Facebook groups. Yeah. So I would love to give you guys the opportunity. One of the things that I find is like the fastest way to learn something is figuring out what are the things that people did ahead of me that got the results that I wanted. And when I first started my Facebook group, there were things that I did that created my first 2,500 members in three months time. So I've been able to compress that and I could do that in you know a couple of weeks now, but being able to do that. But it's where I started. And so I would love to share Grow Your Group Checklist, which goes through all of the things that you can do that I did in the beginning to get those first 2,500 members in those first three months. So they have the opportunity to go through that. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit today, but you can literally go through, check them off, take the actions and voila. I love it. We're going to link that up in the show notes. That is a free gift from Christina to you as being a listener, a loyal listener here on the Mind Your Business podcast as a group a checklist for growing your group, whether this is a long-term community group or you want to do a pop-up group, which is what both Christina and I do as well. We do pop-up groups all the time and love them because it has a start date and a finish date, right? So if you're like, oh man, I don't want to keep that one on until like in perpetuity here you can run a pop-up group. So before we wrap it up, and we'll link all that up in the show notes, including connecting with Christina on Instagram. So you can send her a DM, sharing with her the results that you get from taking action 
on the advice she's giving here and any other feedback you have for her, please make sure to connect with her on that. Before we wrap up, what's one final tip, advice, strategy that you have for somebody who has a Facebook group? Ooh, that's a good one. I think that the number one thing Mm -hmm. that you want to know and do when you have a Facebook group is have an intention for where it is and what it is that you're doing in there. You don't want to just spiral around and and have what I call a bunch of mindless content and have people spinning. You want to make sure where is it that you're leading people? What is the end game that you want to do? Where is it that you want people to go? What is it that you want them to do? And work backwards to make sure that what you're doing inside of your Facebook group is continually leading people to that. They will thank you. You will help give them the clarity that they're looking for and you'll help them move forward with whatever your area zone of genius is to be able to move them forward. So always start with the end and mine and then give yourself the opportunity to work towards that. I love that. And is the intention something that's specific to the business, like work with me as a client, or is it more just specific to whatever result that they want in their life or both? I think both, but definitely you have offered transformational vehicle to get them somewhere. Yeah. So what is it that they need to know or be aware of and how you're, how do you transition them from a lead into a client and making sure that you're constantly moving people down that line? Are you running, is it, you're bringing people through a sequence to come to that? Like how are they becoming that client and how are you warming them up to the, that idea? Otherwise you can burn yourself out spending all this time creating content and people aren't leading anywhere. And that's when you start getting crickets as well. You think I'm spending all this time. And then, Mm. and then as soon as you make an offer, people disappear because you didn't lead them anywhere. And that's one of the things that James is so fabulous at too. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Always always great to end a podcast episode (laughs) with a compliment towards me. Well, that's a fantastic place to end, but no, seriously, Christina, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Please make sure to connect with Christina on the Instagrams. Make sure to download her free growth checklist, Facebook group guide. Uh, We're going to have that in the show notes for you. And consider, if you don't already, starting a group in 2020. I think it is a fantabulous way to create a community, to create engagement with your audience, and build authority and credibility without being the person that's like, I have 20 years of working with a 1,000 clients. Your credibility is inherently built in the fact that you're the person that connected a bunch of people and created a space. People don't join a community saying, well, wait a second, how much credibility does that person have that created the Facebook group? No, they join the community because they say, oh, like-minded people like you and I are going to be in here. That's what they want to be a part of. And then you get that authority as a result of it. I love that. So thank you, Christina. Appreciate you being here. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another Biz Tip Friday edition of the podcast. Make sure to take action on at least one thing that Christina shared with you here today so that you can keep growing your business in 2020 and beyond. And we'll see you all next time here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life. 
and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.